This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. This week on the episode, we have the one, the only, Simon Chong! Yes, it's so exciting. We talk about Bob's Burgers. We talk about animation. We talk about being Going to a sex party that you don't want to be at. (laughs) And Meatball does some screaming. A lot of screaming this week. Can I hear it? Give us a good scream. Forever, dog. When your first choice is a big old bus, you turn around and boom, you end up with us. Oh, Diva, our number is two one three five three six. Our email is sloppysecondspot at gmail.com. Now on with the show. Are you ready for some sloppy seconds? You stupid little fucks, you nasty little fucks, you dirty little fucks. Hi, I'm Meatball and that's Big Dipper. Welcome to Sloppy Seconds with Meatball and Big Dipper. I'm very ready. And um, thank you to everyone who tuned into our live stream event, which happened a few nights ago. Yeah, and what a a fun time it was. We had a wonderful time. (laughs) Dixieland Cartwheel was there. (laughs) None of that name was right, but sure. Oh, no. All right. Well, <laughs> I'm here to get canceled. You know- <laughs> Good morning. I'm here to get canceled. I've had a pot of coffee and I'm ready to go. I love that. Well, we have a we have an exciting guest with us today. Yes. Um, so welcome to the show, Simon John. Thank you very much for having me. Hello. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you guys doing? Great. Well, what? Well, you just, well, could be better. Could be better. You saw my big yawn, and you're like, "How are you doing? How? Yeah, are you awake for this? I'm awake. Good. You Simon. should be. Simon. Okay, Simon. <laughs> let's get to Simon. Our guest, Simon, Mister Chong. Oh, someone from Wales. I That's believe, right. With the classic Welsh last name, Chong. Chong. <laughs> Oh, you spotted it. Good. I'm yeah. glad. Yeah. What's yeah. that about? <laughs> you know, isn't it weird? Um, my grandfather was Malaysian. So oh. um, just through heritage, I've inherited the name Chong, but nothing else. Obviously, I, I don't in any way look in any way Asian. So uh, just, just the last name. Now, you listen to our podcast. So is this a surreal moment for you? Seeing people do all the, oh, it's so odd. Wait, I have a question. I have a question because people listen. Do you, when you're listening, imagine me as a, like in drag? Absolutely. You're completely in drag at all times. That's so funny to me. Because I've never, ever seen you in drag. I'm barely ever in drag. (laughs) No, you, you, right now, (laughs) no drag whatsoever. Right. And you packed up all your drag and moved it into the garage. It's all in the garage. (laughs) (laughs) Who needs it? So Simon, we mm-hmm. we wanted to have you on because you have a very cool job, which is you are a director on the mm-hmm. show Bob's Burgers. I am. Yes, that's what I do. That's very exciting. That's, that's a so cool, cool show that so many people watch, and we love it. It's 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 very very surreal. I was such a fan of the show before I got a job on it, and now that I'm on it, it's 
yeah, it's very, very odd to think that I'm drawing silly little things. Like right now, I'm drawing something that millions of people will see in nine months. That wow. is so wild. That's Wait, so, so crazy. So your origin story of the job is <clears> that <throat> you were a fan living <clears throat> in, in Wales. In London at the time. Oh, in London. Ooh. Okay. And what, <laughs> you you were so into it that you like wrote a spec script or you... So- I had my I had my own animation studio in London, which I'd been doing for like eight years in my spare okay. time. In oh. my spare time, I was constantly learning how to animate. Just I, I it's I'm obsessed with it. I just really enjoy um, figuring out new ways to animate things. And what something I did in my spare time a lot was do fan projects where I just animate things to. The best way I find to learn is by impersonating something. So if I take a style of a show and just like animate that and see if I can figure out how it was made. I did a South Park Book of Mormon kind of crossover piece, which, which Whoa. was viral. Oh. Um, yeah, like the first song from the show, Hello, I animated as if all the characters went to South Park. That was really fun. I did another oh. one where I um, animated a video for Adore Delano. Um, she, her song, Hello, I Love You. Um, mm. I was just trying to impersonate like Japanese uh, anime kind of style and she ended up using that on her tour when she toured Australia. <gasps> That's um, so cool. And then for an, another piece that I did, I decided, like Bob's Burgers was my favorite TV show. Archer was my other favorite TV show. I just wondered if there was a way I could combine the two and take the characters from Archer, bring them to Bob's Burgers. Um, so I spent seven months animating in my spare time, this little silly little animation um, where I took clips from audio from the shows, animated it using reference materials and then uploaded a video. 24 hours after I uploaded the video on YouTube in 2017, um, the creator of Bob's tweeted me and offered me a job and moved me <gasps> to America. Wait, and then didn't they, didn't they end up making that an episode or it's something? It's not an episode, no. Well, sorry, oh. no. Uh, the, the, the characters go to Archer, but Archer. I did the other way around where the Archer characters come to Bob. Oh. Isn't, the same, isn't the same voice actor? Same voice actor. That's why yeah. I okay, yeah. okay. Same, yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. I chose those two shows, but... Um, yeah, it was a very, very wild time where I, d- I didn't know if it was real. Like, did they just tweet me for publicity to be like, hey, we'll offer this kid off the internet a job who's done a silly little animation? But no, it was real. And two months later, I sold all of my stuff, all my belongings in London, left my apartment, and then moved to America. And now I've worked my way up. And then you discovered you were gay. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's such a wild story how coming to America just turned you homosexual. And yeah. that's how it, that's my origin story of how I became a massive gay, yeah. Yeah, wow. <laughs> no, that's so crazy. Was it like a whirlwind moving to America or had you been here before? I'd been here before. Um, I had my only experience of LA. I did a road trip a couple of years prior across all of America. Started in Miami and ended in LA. And my only experience of LA was two days in Disneyland. And I thought that's Oof. what LA was. Oh, that and like the Walk of Fame. And I just assumed, Ooh. like, oh, LA is that not really seems a place. like a high highs and a low right <laughs> there. <Yeah. laughs> it, it wasn't really where I wanted to move to. To be honest, I never, I never saw myself leaving London. But um, as soon as the job offer came through, I couldn't, I couldn't turn it down, and I had That's to. And now, inc- right. I love it. I love it. That's here. incredible to think about. That like, I love stories like that. Doing a passion project for seven months, releasing mm-hmm. it, and then a job changing your life. Absolutely upturning my whole world. Like I, I, I never thought. I always dreamed I'd end up working in animation, like an actual TV story telling animation. Right. I never thought I ever would. And now here I am directing on my favorite TV show ever made. It's that is so cool. And I, I'm always fascinated by like, you know, like, um, uh, come on, Dipper. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, no, this is, this is funny because Willem just 
Willem just like introed me to someone about a job and wrote really nice things about me, but then said she doesn't um, believe a word of it. But he's not all hashtag set life, and I know exactly like you know you know the people who like work in production, and Mm -hmm. you're like, do you work in production just so you can have an Instagram about how you work in production? You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah. (laughs) So. <laughs> the term like he's not all hashtag set life if you know what I mean and I was like oh that I get that and so I I guess the question I wanted to ask is like you make a TV show but I assume because it's animation it's sort of like an office job at a certain point where it's it like you, you, there's like an office culture and obviously you guys are working at home right now but it, I've never had a real job where you like go to the same place every day or like have a conference room or like no you did remember when you were six year old you had to go to that Chinese restaurant every day and clean <laughs> those that dishes wasn't a real job. I worked in the kitchen I was uh, on my feet that's a real job okay <laughs> but what I, I'm so curious like what office culture is like it's very silly like I, I, I really I really miss the office environment so much like we've been wor- we've been working from home now for a year um, right. But I miss that office environment. Like our, our break room at work is the restaurant. Like they turned the the, the the kitchen into the. It, it's not a working kitchen, but like sure, it's the Bob's Burgers restaurant. We can just go and sit in there in the booth oh. and have lunch. Or like, and like behind the the, the the counter is a massive TV on the wall with a pass through and like Bob and Linda and they they walk by and do stuff and chop vegetables and um it's it's just a really really fun office environment and everyone just like gets on so well just walking down the corridor and seeing people and saying hi like i'm i've been on my own basically in this room for like a year now and it's driving me insane I'm yeah so you guys are, everyone's working from home now i'm assuming yeah so even we, th- are the voice actors like recording and they yeah their everyone's house- recording <gasps> from their houses um we were really puts home- in this perspective y'all don't need that kitchen see what building. i mean oh, oh, the building. I there we go so let's close it down <laughs> Shut it down. We we uh we were told to go home on the 18th of March last year, and then three days after we were immediately we were working from home. Like we didn't really miss a beat. We haven't missed a single deadline. We've we've turned the whole show uh, from start to every every episode from then has been just entirely produced from our homes. And um, like what's airing on TV right now, like this weekend's episode that's coming up was from start to finish made from our houses. Um, wow, it's, it's, that's it's, it's so incredible. Producers, honestly, that they managed to just get this all working so well from our houses. Really impressive. And what is the job of a director for an animated show? So yeah. I work with a writer. I'm given a writer who has written a script. Um, they'll record all the audio first uh, with with everyone from home. Yeah. Did you not know they record the audio first? No, I thought no. it was no. Both your heads went... Oh. Yeah, I didn't yeah, know. Audio, audio is all recorded first. Oh, because um, the mouth has to match. With exactly. The... We don't know how like We can't guess how long someone is going to say. How long Linda's vibrato will exactly. last. They, they improvise a lot. They go off in weird tangents. So you oh, never, you never know. So we get the audio done. We get that. And then with That's my like team, doing the podcast with Meatball. You just never know. You just never know what's <laughs> going to happen next. And we I get give them the audio, which we then, with my team, draw up really, really basic, like little kind of stick figure drawings over two weeks just to see how the episode will play out. And then we get four more weeks after that to kind of draw it up a little more clean. It gets shipped over to uh, America, to Korea to be animated, which takes five months. And then it comes back and we do final polish work on it. Each episode takes nine months from start to finish. But my job basically So each episode is a little baby. Uh, each episode is a little baby. Uh, but my job basically is to make sure that all the artists are drawing sort of what I am. 
visioning for the episode, like how where characters will stand and where they will walk, what acting they'll do. That's oh, cool. Wow. So you get to be like, you know, if like Bob is like talking to himself in the bathroom mirror to like hype himself up, you get to decide if it's like, do we see a little bit of the door frame? Yeah. Do we yeah, it's, like, it's, you're it, like setting the camera angles? It is down like to minute things like that. Like you got to remember like, every single detail in the whole show, every object. We have to like place it there and like think about right. what that's going to be. Well, that makes me think of because there's that one episode where it like switches animation. Oh, the the, a, the fan art episode. Yeah, yeah was, how did y'all do that? So that um th- that was just before I started on the show. When I started uh, on the show, that was just being wrapped up, and everyone told me that was a huge process to get done. It seemed like, like that would be a nightmare if it takes nine months, <laughs> but you're doing like a million I, different so animations. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was a nightmare. I I, I don't. I mean. It turned out really well. I have no yeah. idea. I wasn't there. But you're like, you're like, well, Not they didn't baby. use. You're like, they didn't use my fan art for the show, but I got a job. Well, this is, so this, <laughs> this is the thing, right? This is the thing. I was so sad because I was watching it in the UK when I, when they did the shout out for the for fan right. art to be submitted, and I was going to do it. I was like, oh my god, of course, of course, I'm going to submit my work. But it said you had to live in America to do it, and I was like, oh <gasps> shit, I can't do it. But yeah, turns out, turns I out, now, I got so. a job. <laughs> It worked out in the end. Um, um, well, that's amazing. I want to talk about uh, uh, being gay in a space like that because I think a lot of I think a lot of queer people like Bob's Burgers not only because it is you know just a funny, fantastic show, but there is like there's not only representation on the show, but there's also just like a lot of casual acceptance which i think is really cool like bob yeah. gets hit on a lot, a lot by dudes and he's always like really flattered and he's never weirded out and obviously like the gender fluidity of like the actors and who they play and the genders on the show like mm-hmm. all of that not to mention all of the ladies of the night who appear on the show as well mm-hmm. <laughs> and my favorite yeah marshmallow is everyone's favorite of course, she's amazing. That that is what attracted me to the show in the first place as well. Like it, it is truly an accepting world that they live in, and nothing's questioned, and it's it's wonderful to see on TV. And that just comes from the writers and the creator of the show. Like mm. they they are they they know they're doing this, and like it's intentional, and it's wonderful to see. Like this is just the world that they want to live in, and um, it's a world I'm really honored that I get to to be a part of and draw. All the like I say, all the drag. The first episode that I worked on um, was the uh, Christmas episode from season eight, where they end up at a big gay rave, um, mm-hmm, and right? uh, like Todrick <laughs> Hall is playing a drag queen in the episode. But just the fact that the whole family end up at this like illegal underground rave, so gay, and Linda's yeah. loving it. <laughs> Linda's she just like this, this is life. the best thing ever. Like it, yeah, it, it's, it's that world because you know, like if it was. On another show, another animated show, like they they could really poke fun at it so yeah, easily. Yeah, there'd and just be too make many jokes. A bit of a joke, but we never do that. And um, across all of the shows that we make, like the new shows, um, like Central Park and The Great North, um, mm. we don't, we never knock people down. It's right. always comedy that comes from like the heart of the, the characters and their interactions. It's never like, oh, let's make fun of this easy, low hanging fruit, you know. Yeah. Right. Well, don't talk Speaking about my of, balls. Yeah, don't talk about... <laughs> ah! But they're so easy to make fun of. <laughs> no! <laughs> I, you just mentioned the other two shows, and I had I was going to ask about that, because it's branching out, and it's a similar animation, and it's kind <laughs> of 
not a similar formula, but like American Dad and all those other shows mm-hmm. kind of all branched off and did their own thing. Is that what y'all are trying to do? It's, Tell yeah, me the stories from doing. different places. It's what we are, are you doing. You talking to me about Central Park? Because <laughs> Central, Central Park is on Apple TV, right? Central Park's on Apple TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, great, the Greater North is also Fox. a Fox show, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, d- I do not understand the ins and outs of how all that works because, like, at the end of Central Park, the Fox logo comes up. So I, I have no idea how any sure, of that works. Girl. But yeah, we're, we're like, we're, I guess, you know, keeping the same style for all these shows. Um, I don't think that means they're going to cross over in any way, but it, oh, like, definitely immediately you look at it and you know what you're going to get like yeah. a, a nice, sort of a good hearted TV show. I love the Great North. It's very funny. Yeah, thank you. I like it a lot too. I haven't done too much work on. I I worked on the pilot um, years ago when that was being uh, optioned, but um, I haven't done too much on the series. But it's it's so much fun to watch. Do you like? I feel like there's sometimes like a lot of urgency in making things like as far as like, especially out in LA, you know, stuff turns on a dime. It's like someone gets an audition. Oh, we're filming this thing. Oh, that got turned into a movie. It's like stuff moves really fast. But obviously if each episode takes nine months, like, and you're talking about years ago when we were developing the pilot for that, do you, is it like, and even like, I mean, it's not, it's nowhere near the same, but with these podcasts, it's like, we record and then a day later, two days later, the show comes out and we do it every week. And like, we're just constantly sort of putting things out. Do, is yes, it let's not- compare this podcast to no, Bob's Burger. That's not what I'm t- <laughs> Please that's do. Not what I'm that's not what I'm saying. Thoughts, uh, Mr. Chong? It's about the process. You just as hard. <laughs> yeah, fuck off. No, but do you? is it like a peaceful to know that you have this like longer process to get everything right to like make sure everything is good or yeah are you sometimes like this joke is so funny i wish everyone could hear it tomorrow Uh. yeah but it's both it's definitely both like i like that we have so much time to do stuff it still is a lot of work to cram in like making 22 minutes of animated tv um across nine months is is a lot of work and we're doing all 22 episodes at once so it's it's like five minutes worth of animation we're pumping out a year so it's it's an awful lot of work and the 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 time that we have on it is a nice chunk of time um but i i i I, I sometimes like usually when there's a song if there's a song in the episode like that'll be stuck in my head forever and i've got to wait for it to air and like in times (laughs) like that i'm like get out there (laughs) i love the songs on bobs they're always so stupid and so 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 catchy yeah Um, but yeah it's it, it i would love to have it that we have more time so we could really, really perfect things even more. But I, I, I like usually what ends up coming up on, on TV. I love taking my time to do something. Me, Paul. Yeah, you style. do. What? Yeah, you do. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to go to a break and then we'll be right back. Pass the cramp that resauce. We have a mashed potatoes. Do you know that one? Oh, I know that one. <laughs> do you know oh, the that looks one? great. I was asking Dipper. Oh, do you know oh, that one? Yeah. <laughs> like, of course he knows that one. But yes, I do. No, All right, well, one. we'll be right back. I watched the show. What's wrong with you? Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to eat in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart. Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. When my fridge is stocked with Factor Meals, I'm like... 
oh baby, I don't have to think about this. Mm-hmm. Like it is so nice. The combinations are so good. I am a meat eater, but the vegetable options there are so many. Like I remember, I had like a it was like a mushroom with pasta and like a cauliflower rice, and I was like. The mushroom is filling. Like, there's plenty of uh, portion, there's plenty of vegetable, and there's plenty of flavor. And I am usually sort of not a microwave person. Mm -hmm. Very cool that this quality of food can just be heated up in the microwave. And so fast. I also love it because I am a, a very much into ordering delivery. I and know. now having all the food there, I can kind of make, pick what I want and it's ready in two minutes. And I don't have to wait an hour for stuff to get delivered. And these are way healthier options than ordering delivery. Completely. And when they have multiple things in them, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, if I cook for myself, all I'm going to eat is the biggest bowl of pasta you've ever seen in your life. But this oh, is yeah. like, you get a little pasta and the chicken and a vegetable all in one dish. Looking for gourmet meals try meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon shrimp truffle butter broccolini and asparagus and factor meals eliminate the hassle of prepping cooking or cleaning up all you got to do is heat up and savor the good stuff customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need pause to reschedule deliveries that suit your lifestyle and we're celebrating earth day all month long with factor look out for the earth month eats badge on the menu items for their lowest carbon footprint meals head to factormeals.com slash sloppy seconds 50 and use code sloppy seconds 50 to get 50 percent off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code SLOPPYSECONDS50 at factormeals.com slash SLOPPYSECONDS50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. That's a sleigh, baby. I was going to say, now you guys do the actual commercials for me live, right? No. Yes. Would you like a bed? Here's the internet. You can get a bed. Soft, firm, or soft. Here's Done. the Sold internet. It. You can get a bed? I That's don't know. What... <laughs> You're asking me to do a commercial with no script. Oh, you don't just know them. You nailed it. Loved it. Thank head. you so I'm much. I buy like six beds now. Thank you. Good. One for every room. Now, I have a question. You're friends with Gabriel Gastelum, the most annoying cum dump of a drag queen I've ever met. Do you hang out with bears? <laughs> Well, you're in Los Angeles. What's the what's the gay scene like in London compared Jesus. to your gay friends in Los Angeles? I like that you brought Gabriel up, just dump on him, and then immediately move on. Did I say something on. about Gabriel? I don't remember saying After anything about Simon it. Simon said the comedy that we do is about from the heart. It's I don't character really- driven. <laughs> Well, also, cum dump is not necessarily a bad thing. No, he knows that he is. But Gabriel anyway, live his life. Yeah. So, what's the gay scene in London compared to like LA? Like, was it a big change for you? Um, no, it actually wasn't. It's. I think a lot of the gay community is kind of similar in these big metropolitan cities all over the world. You know, um, I, when I moved here, did you say metropolitan city? <laughs> sure, I did metropolitan <laughs> city, and I did the hand movement. Yeah. <laughs> is he a little uh? <laughs> but, metropolitan um, city? When I uh, when I moved here. I, people from London knew people who lived here, so they introduced me to them. So I kind of really immediately fell into a, a, a friendship group here that was really nice. And then six months after I moved here, my best friend from London also oh. moved out to LA and oh. got a job out here. So that made this whole transition across here just really, 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 really simple. 
Um, but there's a lot of similarities. I mean, bigger differences are definitely there's a lot of people in LA who are certainly out for something. Like, you know, when you were like, like they're speaking to you because of what you do rather than who you are. Like, that ah. I've quite a lot here. Um, like, I've, like, a night out in precinct, for example, and someone, I try and speak to someone and they have no time for me. And then suddenly they'll find out that I work on Bob's and they'll suddenly turn around and be like, oh. And then they'll suddenly want to talk to me. And it, like, I've had that happen a few, a few times and I'm not a big fan of that. Well, that's, uh, that's LA. That's, yeah, everyone's that's, that's out very, for something. Yeah, like I, I, it's it's a cliche that I'd kind of heard, and it is true. But by and I, large, quite similar. I yeah. wanna, I wanna talk about that a little bit because I find, I find that I do that, but not necessarily about like access or like job title or money, but I do it about like intelligence or creativity mm-hmm. like i have met people where i'm like oh i want to talk to you and then like very quickly i find out like they're to me god this sounds so horrible yeah, but to me going. i can't wait to get to the end of it <laughs> they're just very boring like they work a job i'm not interested in they mm. have hobbies that i don't you know and they're like well on fridays we do this and on saturdays i you know do this with my family it's like the same thing week to week like i remember i went on a date with a guy like years ago and we sat there and he was like well this is like what i do the same thing every single week and i was just sort of like I don't live my life like that at all. And I just, I found it mind numbing. And so it wasn't like, what can you get me or what access do you have? Or like, what kind of cool job do you have? But it's more like, do you live the same kind of life or do you have the same sort of like mm-hmm. creative, uh, creative spark or passion for creativity? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. So I have definitely done that before where I've like met someone and been like kind of bored by them. Mm-hmm. But then they're like, Oh, I'm like a, a like a museum curator, and I'm like, that's fascinating. Let's talk about that. But they don't want to talk about their job. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I, I, th- I think that, I think the thing that that gets to me is when people speak to me, and then I just suddenly become this. I am not a person anymore. I'm just like a representation of the thing that they love so much, and then they yeah. start talking about that, and then suddenly I'm just like, I'm the Bob's Burgers guy, and look. It's a double edged sword because I fucking love talking about Bob's Burgers. Like I really, <laughs> I love this everything the show has given me. I really do. But it is when you're trying to like speak to somebody at a bar and then all I am suddenly is just like a nothing but Bob's Burgers. It's that that's a little bit frustrating. Yeah, I actually just had this conversation with my boyfriend last night because I was like, it's I forget what I was comparing it to, but I was like, it's the same thing as when I'm in drag and I'm like being really loud and I'm doing that job and then someone meets me later and they're like oh you're not in drag but why aren't you being fun why don't you want to tell the jokes why don't you want to have that same energy and it's like because I would talk to you about that if that's what I was doing but right now I'm trying to escape that Mm -hmm. trying to meet new people and have a good time and not be like do jokes clown yeah it's exactly that it's it's, it's, it's exactly that you want you want to have moments where you're just not well, you yourself and not. I mean, look at my Instagram. Goddamn, all I do is post Bob's Burgers drawings all day. Like, I know what my brand. <laughs> oh is. yeah, but you I do am. really fun ones. You've done ones of drag queens. You're also a huge drag fan. Oh, huge drag fan. Huge. Uh, drag did, fan. So, did you know Taste when you were both living in Wales? I didn't. Didn't know oh. Taste at all. But seeing her now, oh, I love her. Though I will say, was she when she went on at the beginning there? She was speaking well. She got it wrong. Oh, I'm, yeah, she said a bunch of words. She said some words, some were right, some were wrong. But she was like, uh, what did she say? Uh, Seisneg is uh, sausage, but Seisneg is the Welsh word for English. Like, 
She just got it so wrong. <laughs> well, let me. Can you? Because I'm I'm dumb. Okay. The so Wales is its own country. Yes. Uh, there were roughly what three million people there. Yeah, about three million. Yeah. So okay. like a little smaller than New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Oh. And part of the United Kingdom, but now no longer. Now part no, no. of the European Union. No, no, we're, we're we're part of the United Kingdom. So, we're, so, so Wales is United no longer Kingdom. part of Europe. What, what is no longer part? Are you trying to explain Brexit? Because that's what I don't think. <laughs> so you've got the United Kingdom, yes, mm-hmm. which is England, Wales, Northern Ireland, and Scotland, and they're all one thing, and uh-huh. they are no longer part of Europe. Oh, they said bye. And they are no longer part of Europe. Mm-hmm. All of them together, mm-hmm. but not all of Ireland. Like the the, the, the Republic of Ireland, southern part of Ireland. That's, that's still part in of Europe. Europe. Yeah, but United Kingdom is not. But they share land, Northern Ireland and Southern yes. Ireland. Yeah, they have a big So border. that's like how Canada and um, yeah. America yeah. are not the same country. Yes. Oh, Meatball, go. did you know any of this? I had a slight inkling. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. You're, you were nodding along the whole time. Like yeah, you said, yeah, I, I had it. Yes, this all checks. <laughs> I had a slight inkling. Listen, I you- <laughs> wanted Sorry. to play a little game with you. Oh, yeah. Okay. And it's called, Which of These Burgers Isn't a Pun from the Show? Now, I have a bunch of the burgers listed, and oh. one of them is not a pun from the show. Oh, okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Foot feta-ish burger. That is one. Sit and spinach burger. Mm, don't think that one is. Mm, wrong. Texas <laughs> Chainsaw Massacred Burger. That one is, for sure. One fish, two fish, red fish, hamburger. That one is? Yes. Okay. okay. <laughs> Baby, you can chive my car. That one 100% is. I've made that burger. The, ooh, the ooh. cauliflower's coming from inside the that, house. That one is one. Yeah. The yum yum cum burger. I'm going to say that one's not. Okay, correct. <laughs> bold, the, bold, bold guess. The itsy bitsy teeny weeny yellow polka dot zucchini, zucchini burger. Yeah, that one's one. And I know why the Cajun burger sings. Yes. Yay! <laughs> you only got one wrong, but sitting spinach is a little dirty for a kid. I know, that's show. what I was thinking. Like, that one seems a little bit risque for us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I did all right there. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. you did a really good job. <laughs> I think you should definitely campaign for the um, Yum Yum Cum Burger. To yeah, make, I'm to make that that way into the show. Yum yum right coming now. in my whole burger. See, just, it's a little bit better. Show. They yeah, it. it's fine. they'll yeah. never see it coming. Never. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, but I. So okay, so Meatball says this, but you, so you have drawn a lot of drag uh, characters in yes. the style of the animation and posted them on your mm-hmm. Instagram. Is there like, do you have to get approval from the show to do that, or is that like considered fan art, or because you work there, it's not? Or it I've never matter? asked. I just okay. do it. I mean, I, 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 I think, um, I don't think they mind. I, th- I think right. us, they, I, I, I think they're a little bit uncomfortable with us just drawing people, like the, like friends and stuff like that. But if it's kind of fan art, then I suppose there's a loophole there. I'm not sure. I just draw whatever I feel like drawing. Like if yeah. a drag queen really speaks to me, or any TV show, anything that I'm watching at the time, I usually just sit there because I'm always drawing all the time. So I just usually draw whatever I feel is right. No one said no yet. No one said take anything <laughs> down. So I'm gonna keep going. <laughs> what what style do you like? What's your go to style when you're not trying to like fit into something? Like what just comes yeah, naturally it, when you the draw? Simpsons. 
Um, I learned to draw because of The Simpsons. Like, I would sit and draw Homer Simpson over and over and over as a kid, like Bart and Lisa, and just, I would just draw those. So, my style outside of Bob's is just very Simpsons esque. So, it's not that hard for me to slip into the Bob's sort of visual language because they're really similar. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just cartoons, Bob stuff. I used to try to draw Homer Simpson all the time as a kid. It's hard to get that nose into the mouth lip thing. It's a very specific line. It's just you the know line in a curve. And yeah, then one. I can't do it. <laughs> I'm so bad at drawing. I know. Did you study art? Is that what you yeah. like, went to school for? Yeah, I mean, I, I studied animation and art and design and graphics, like my whole education. Um, everything, I, everything I learned in university as it turns out, was utterly useless. Like, finished university, moved to London, was like, I'm going to be a complete animator and it's going to go perfectly. And then I moved to London and everything that I'd been taught was incorrect. All the software they taught me, no one used anymore. I was, like, laughed out of interviews. And um, so everything that I know now and do now, I taught myself afterwards. Wow. Wow. Higher education, the biggest scam there is. It truly is. <laughs> they were teaching you outdated information and then said, go out there and get a job. Yeah, good it was luck. ridiculous. Like, I... I, I I've never said a good word about the university I went to. I loved the people that I met there, and I had a great time in university, but um, the university itself? Nope. Not Jeez. Hmm. It's all right. That's that's what I hope. Sorry. That's what I hope that my my stupid story kind of shows people is that, like, you don't have to have done all this stuff. You can find another way into this industry if you want to. I Well, yeah, we would just talked about that last week or earlier this week on the Tuesday episode where we were saying that, like, college is just not worth... Like, everything I learned and worked in college, did, nothing came of it. And, mm-hmm. like, I, it came from me learning and teaching myself all this stuff to be able to go and do it. I remember when I was in college, all of my acting teachers told me if I didn't learn to act straight, I was never going to get work. So I spent literally four years learning how to drop my voice and be straight and stand up straight and be masculine and all this stuff. Uh, and literally every audition I've had since has been about me being the complete opposite from yeah. that and like completely being myself. And I was like, I wasted four years or three three years of my life because I didn't finish on just trying <laughs> to be someone I wasn't. And mm. I was like, this is dumb. I got to go. Mm. You found your way, and in the end, mm-hmm, and then I just bomb all the auditions. That's up to <laughs> me, go. baby. That's on me. <laughs> I was trying to put a positive spin on it. That's yeah. on me. That's yeah. that's that's. I gotta talk to don't, a therapist. Don't pull the curtain back so far, meatball. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> let the let the children live in a little bit of a fantasy where you book occasionally. Come on. Well, I got pretty far. I got pretty far. <laughs> yeah, I got far. I was the top three. Okay. <laughs> all right. Let's. We'll be right back after this break. Okay, we are back. Back! <laughs> and now we're going to ask you some nasty questions. Put some sexy music on. As we get down to the fuck talk portion of our show, we're going to get freaky. Deaky. It's a little squeaky. <laughs> if you do it wrong. This, this is, is the portion of our show where, well, you know, we ask you uncomfortable sexual questions and you have to answer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to answer? I have to, by law. Oh, yeah, yeah that's what it is. I don't want to be <laughs> deported. Before, <laughs> yeah, meatball is the, the law. Um, but, okay, so before we get really down and dirty, L.A., have you met some good sex people here in L.A.? I have, I have. I mean, I haven't, it's been, it's been the pandemic now for right. uh, a year of my three years here. 
Um, but the, the first two years were, were pretty fun. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, but it's a different, it's like a different, it is a different vibe here. Like, I... Uh, I wish I I wish I had been more sexually active when I lived in Chicago, mm-hmm. uh, because all I could really compare it to is New York. Uh, but the 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 sort of the like the like dating sex beast in LA is interesting. But if you if you find the right people, I think there are a lot of great people here. Is that yeah, definitely. And what I like about LA an awful lot is that a lot of people here are transplants. Like there's a mm-hmm. lot of wonderful people from LA, of course, but a lot of people similarly to I've London. I've never met one. In what someone from LA? Yeah, <laughs> I hear the they exist are, somewhere. The people that are born and raised here are weird. Something is different about them. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> I'm not gonna disagree with you at all on that one. Okay, um, but like a lot of people, all my core friends here, none of them are from LA. They're all transplants, and they're, they're all oh. really lovely people. What I will say, what I like about um, being in LA and going on a night out is sure the Bob's Burgers thing, but like my accent here um, helps a lot. Like whereas in, in London. I'm just like an English person, just speaking all Welsh, whatever. But like here, I can open my mouth and suddenly people are just, people who are far out of my league will suddenly be a little bit more interested in me because I am speaking. They want to throw something in their mouth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What's Ooh. far out of your league? I don't get it. What do you yeah. mean? What do you mean out of your league? You're cute. I don't know. Just someone I find. You got those blue who's like, eyes. <laughs> that beard. <laughs> a perfect smile. Oh, let's those you teeth real? This... <laughs> What'd you say? Nothing. Are the eyes real? I said those teeth are the real. eyes real. Oh, are yes, the teeth real? real. <laughs> the teeth are real. I've never okay. had anything done to them. They're all real. All I'm, real. Like, I'm like sizing up. <laughs> this is all me. <laughs> so, do you have any wild sexual experiences from Los Angeles? From Los Angeles? Not from Los Angeles. The but wild from where? is so not wild. But like this, <laughs> the the. the, the wildest thing that I guess I did since I've been here. Honestly, I'm so scared all the time of being deported. It's like a, a group of like between my friends of how I will stay so within the law at all times that I'm, <laughs> I'm just constantly terrified of being deported. And there was this one night that we ended, we were in precinct and we were there late and um, they said, oh, there's this warehouse party going on afterwards. Ooh, um, ooh, ooh. Do you want to go? And I was like, okay. So they, they gave us, we had to go to this location to where there was a uh, like a busted van and we had to like knock on the window and he told us where the location of the warehouse was and then we go there and it was just like like drugs and fucking everywhere and I was just standing in the middle of the room just like freaking the fuck out that is honestly the wildest thing I've done in LA just trying not, not to even touch that wild. anything I just stood in a room well you didn't out. do anything you witnessed other people was it a party that's where you went I think it was I think yeah. it was it was a couple of years ago but the whole time what? I was just standing there just freaking what? the fuck out what do you know about a party me yeah I've never even heard of this. How come I never got invited? Well, there are big warehouse parties for, like, bear dudes to take steroids and crystal meth and fuck each other. Yeah, and I show up in a wig and I raise the room. (laughs) I I elevate the mood. I thought you were going to say you raise the roof. I raise the (laughs) roof. Remember this? Yeah. (laughs) Remember that whole trend, everybody? Come on, raise the roof. It would have been much better with you there. At least calm me down. I, I was freaking the fuck out. Yeah, the whole time. those those type of events always get me like panicked. And then I'm sure you were like, "How do I leave?" But I can't because my friends are all still here. I was just telling them, "I want to leave. I want to leave. I want to leave. I want to leave. I don't want to be here." And then they let me go. Right. Eventually. Oh my god. Oh my <laughs> yeah, that's god. Yeah. But you then you to... leave by yourself when you're out in the middle of like DTLA, like on the uh, <laughs> refinery district. Just like, how do I get home? Yeah. There's nothing here. 
I was pretty new to it. I had no idea what I was or what I was doing. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that's a that can be a wild experience. I always think at those places when people act like it's a regular party, it's weird. It didn't feel regular to me whatsoever. No, but like if someone were walking around going like, hey, how are you? Yeah, I'll be oh. over here in the corner. Like there are sometimes at those parties, people behave as if like it's, it's a regular totally party. Yeah. And, and you know, amazing because like normalizing that behavior, like whatever. I mean, aside from the drug use, but. Um, that's what I'm I find. Like, that's what I find out about L.A. And I, I don't know if it's all of America, but like in London, for example, nightclubs would run until 7 a.m they just would just right. keep going and here it's, it seems like 2 a.m rolls around and everyone closes and it's time to go mm-hmm. home that's the really that's that's the really odd thing I, I well keep i think that's la because at least it's in california. new york yeah, yeah. california because in new york bars are open until four yeah oh, it's, okay. a, and there it's some, a liquor license thing yeah right so that's the city holding you down from partying <laughs> when but, i go but when i go to those events i want i want the vibe to to permeate everything you know what I mean? Like, like if it's supposed to be this sort of like naughty after party, I want like I don't want to see my friend to be like, ah, you know, like go see my friend. I want to like I want to like lean into the vibe and have it be like you know like little side eye glances and like you know like that's the whole point. You want to go for the yeah, experience. That's, I, I want the other one. I want the other one where I'm screaming at everyone. I like I love I, I what I what I miss again about London and nights out there was like. Uh, XXL, for example, like you'd go to a club there, and um, there's just a dedicated pop room that's playing stupid pop until seven a.m. And like, oh yeah, that's what I want. That's what I want from a night out in LA. There's nowhere really here that kind of we kinda don't does have that. big gay like dance clubs here. Well, no. I know there used, to be, exist- there used to be one in Houston that was so fun, and New York has like tons of them. Well, mm. they exist. They just are filled with a population of people that we don't necessarily want to interact with. Twinks. Twinks. Name twinks. one. I'm saying twinks. Oh, well, you said it. You said it, not me. Keep my mouth shut. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, you can't say that. You got a. You got a career to uphold. Oh yeah. You you get the someone, here's my thing about being like the one gay person at the workplace, which I'm sure you're not. But sometimes, um, gay people are very open sexually and like say weird things in an office. I'm speaking about when I used to work at J Crew, and there was another employee <laughs> who would come in and constantly tell us about his wild sexcapades because to him and his friend group, they were normal, but he would be come in and he'd be like, I am all bruised up. I got whipped up last night. Look at my back. And it was like hardcore <laughs> BDSM shit and we're in the workroom and I'm like, listen, I had to sit down with him one day and be like, listen, I understand that you're gay and I'm gay as well, but these are a bunch of straight people and they don't understand that that's normal for us. Mm-hmm. Isn't no, that? Yeah. It's how I am at work as well. I'm, I'm, I, I don't, I, I keep it. You're not showing of, them the bruises. No, I'm not showing them. No, no, no. You got to <laughs> keep it quiet a little bit. Yeah. I, 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 I don't, um, I don't speak too much about my sex life at work at all. It's uh, well, it's just, you can speak about it here on this public forum on the internet. <laughs> yeah, um, where Everyone the, can find you. You know what? I was reading something recently, about like the newer uh the the percentage of gay gay people in the world or queer people in the world and i guess i used to think that it was 10 percent. i thought that too is it not yeah i was under the impression it's like one in ten and i thought at this point it would be like 15 percent because like so many people who were like too too sort of closeted or scared to identify as like bisexual or like sort of more on the 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 pansexual spectrum like just said that they were straight 
But apparently the number is like 5.6% of the global population. 5.6? That, I mean, am I am I Googling the wrong thing? Wrong. That seems really low. That seems That's too what I low. thought. And I, yeah, and like you said, I am sure there's more now because the younger generation is identifying themselves all the time. What percentage of the population is queer? Girl. Girl. What is it? Girl not looking good for us. Oh, no. Are they getting <laughs> There's at us? least three of us. We figured that out. Yeah, there's out. the three of us. There's three of us right now. <laughs> and then there's Gabriel. And then... <laughs> so there's four. Done. That's it. Yeah. That's oh, my God. Well, there's a Gallup study from 2019 that says um, that it's... Uh, Oh, 23.6%. What was That's I looking at? That's way higher than 5.6. Yes, what was I the facts are taking over! <laughs> We're gonna get your babies! We're gonna turn them gay! <laughs> this is for my mom if she's listening. <laughs> oh, maybe it's... I don't know. I don't know, you guys... I'm gonna I go with 20. I feel like 23% is more accurate. That That's, makes like, more that sense to right. me. Estimate of the population of gay people in the U.S. is more than five times. Ah, uh, okay, okay, got it. They had underestimated it as five percent, and it says it's actually twenty-three percent. Okay, that sounds about right. There's not there really aren't that many of the people at Bob's who are openly queer. Anyway, there may be. I'm, I don't know, but um, there's not that. Many. I'm the only gay director on the show. Wow. Okay. All right. How, what is it like being gay in animation? I know, like, it's every field yeah, has its own. Do you ever draw porn? But no, don't do you know that. I never, don't ever, that. I never draw porn. It's like it's you hand anybody an iPad, like like oh, you go into an Apple store, someone's drawn a dick on something. Yeah, like, any 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 paper that lies around, someone's drawn a dick. I just can't do it. I just can't do it. I um, just bought bought some art recently, and it's just penises. <laughs> I see. I can't get into having like penis art all over my house. I, I know. I mean, well, they're small. They're little small. pieces. I'm okay with- so I just want to like, I want to like hide them behind a door. So they're like little surprises. But uh, oh, the, um, pickle surprise! surprise. <laughs> Being gay in animation, though, it's totally fine. Everyone's yeah. Pretty, everyone's pretty accepting. Like it's 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 a very very friendly workspace at work. No, I would I I'm not worried whatsoever whenever I go into work. And yeah, it's it's always it's a very accepting place. I'm really out here. You're just living the dream. Everything's yeah. nice Everything's and lovely. Fine. I was like, any discrimination? Ever been gay bashed? Nope. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> Come yeah, to it sounds like your most traumatizing experience was uh, being in the middle being of a, a fuck party, party in, in the <laughs> warehouse in LA. Which, honestly, one of my most traumatizing experiences, too, was in front of a second party. So, I'm hey, so far I'm missing. <laughs> Maybe in a few years, we, we can all go back and experience one together. Wait till I've got at least my green card or my citizenship. Oh, right. Then we could do it. And then Wait, I don't have to worry about still being not have a, your green card. Or are you like, you the, a what do they call that? A citizen of extraordinary talent? Or I something? am an alien, alien with an extraordinary Ooh. ability. <laughs> That's what I'm classed as. I Ooh. get um, my, my green card's coming through at the moment. We're just waiting on the last bits to, to clear. And then, and then I can... Then I can leave the country. I'm not allowed to leave the country right now. I'm stuck here. So, which, as it turns out, because of COVID, turned out to be a really good time for, for this all to happen. But as soon as my green card comes through, I'm able to actually go and travel. Family. Yeah. Oh, wow. 
Oh, and you're going to brave it? You're going to take that flight? No, I'm going to hold on to like Christmas. Hopefully by Christmas it'll be fine. I, right? Yeah, I think by Christmas maybe we'll all have our vaccines. I want vaccines. So bad. I oh my it. god. But I'm last on the list, and that's fine. Like I, I never leave the I am the, end, yeah. I'm the bottom of the list. And my name shows up last. <laughs> they said, fuck alphabetical order. Put that drag queen put at the end. Put that nasty, unemployed drag queen nothing. Yeah, I was just talking. Uh, a couple a couple of friends of mine, We like people have gotten it because um, they've started working again at like a bar or a service center, some place doing food. And it's like all of those people are getting access. I'm like... I literally work via Zoom, live alone, yeah. don't see anyone. Bottom yeah. of the list. Same, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's someone it's, just tweeted something being like, you being mad at young people for getting the vaccine is actually you just being super jealous. And I was like, no, I, I'm okay if they're getting it legally. Yes, I'm jealous, but like there are a lot of people who are scamming to get theirs. They're saying scam. that they're employed as medical health care or that they need it for this or they're using old IDs from like grocery stores to say that they're they're lying. The eligible. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I have a problem with. Because if I have to wait, we should all fucking wait. I'm the last person who waits for things. <laughs> and here you are waiting. Ah! <laughs> I'm the last person who waits for things. Well listen, Simon, thanks for being on the show. No problem. Thanks for inviting me. It's lovely. Oh, um, one more question. Caftans. Yeah. Yes or no? I've uh, I've never worn one, but I think I'd like to. Do you, right. think you, you think you'd like to do it with nothing underneath? Oh, you'd have to. Well, see, some people, they're like a poolside cover-up. So you go mm-hmm. swimming, you're in your swimming suit, and then you throw your caftan on to like go walk and get a lemonade or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you want to feel the fabric on your dick and balls? I feel like oh I should. God. I like go all in, right? If you're going to wear a caftan, just go all in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> well, this has been so lovely. Thank you, Mr. Chong, for coming. Um, thanks, everyone, so much for listening. Oh, wait. Where where can people find you? You got anything to promote? I mean, Osbergers. Um, I'm on my Instagram. Twitter is both chunks to 62. That sounds chunk, chunky. Chunk. <laughs> I know. I wish I'd come up with a better name when I was 15, but I just didn't. <laughs> You got Instagram at 15? No, what are like, you, young? It was like Chunk what 62. are you, young? <laughs> it was like my first email address and it just stuck. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much for listening to Sloppy Seconds. You can follow us on Instagram at Sloppy Pod. You can send us an email to Sloppy Seconds Pod at gmail.com or call with your fuck talk story to 213 Big Dipper Jelly. You can follow Meatball at Spicy's Meatball and Fat Drag Meatball on Twitter. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't ever miss an episode which come out every Tuesday and Friday. Thanks, Simon. Thank you very much. Thank you. I can't believe that you thought I, I was I as was, drag for these recordings. Or you imagine me in drag. That's such a Absolutely. weird thing. Every single time. <laughs> I imagine that my cat, if she were going to be a real lady, would be a black lady. doodle doo doo forever. Dog. Oh. To listen to Sloppy Seconds ad-free and one day early, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Sloppy Seconds is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Big Dipper and Meatball. Music, editing, and sound design by William Pitt. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Joe Cilio, Brett Boehm, and Alex Ramsey. Our artwork was drawn by Christian Cimarroni. And our theme song was written by Mike Malarkey.